So I went to a city in South America over spring break, and this city actually has more bookstores than anywhere else on the planet. In this one city alone, they have 700 bookstores. They have a bookstore that's in an old theater that's like 10 stories high, full of books. And what's amazing about this city is everybody's reading them. People are buying them and sitting out on the streets on these unbelievable park benches that are made of cement. People are reading in the parks. They're reading along the river and the canals. I even saw a lot of people reading while they were walking. This city is Buenos Aires, a place I chose to go over spring break, and it was incredible. coming back from a unbelievable steak dinner. This restaurant is really good. I don't know the size of the filet I had, but massive. So stumbling back, kind of uh, over eight with this last steak dinner in beautiful Buenos Aires. It's a lot of things that we can't forget walking back, like what? Uh, we were just talking about all the guys in the suits. Snappy dressers, yeah, yeah. Very European. Uh, the older guys that like are in their 65, 70, 80s, they all have sport coats on. It's crazy. Uh, Subway. What do you think of the Subway? Thumbs down. Well, he says that because you can't find a ticket anywhere in the, in the entire city to take the Subway. You got, they have all these places called Subi. That's where you buy these tickets, but nobody has them. So we have yet to take a subway. Okay. How many? It's a very walkable city, luckily, so a lack of subway has not ruined the trip. Oh, no, by far. What, what, in terms of miles, walked? Oh, in five days, we've walked 20 miles easily. Easily. Today was the only day that I think I haven't had a major walk. You did coming back from that gym shop. But, wow, my feet hurt, I got blisters. I'm glad I brought thick socks. I got band-aids. Uh, let's see, what else? All oh, those couches on the street that look so real, soft, that you, you sit down on them and they're just cement. I got a couple pictures of them, pretty incredible. Let's see what else was uh, sticking out, good and bad, about no one speaks English. I mean, this is one of the only cities, countries I've been to that literally nine out of ten do not speak English. But if you speak a little Spanish, you can go a long way. And body language and gestures make a long way, too. I've gotten through a lot on this trip by just doing gestures and going slow and speaking slow, and it usually works out. But tough to get help or directions. Um... They're just so isolated, I think, overall. They haven't had a need like Central uh, Central America, you know, even in Guatemala and, and, and Nicaragua and Costa Rica. Pretty much everybody speaks English. Not here. Very European city, the look of it. Uh, I guess the feel, but, you know, in Europe they all speak English. Not here. Uh, let's see, what else? Definitely hot for this time of year, you know, 80 degrees, humid in the morning. 
not a cloud in the sky since we've been here almost six days. Lots of parks. Oh, beautiful parks. parks everywhere. Everybody's in the park and they're reading newspapers and you see these people walking ten dogs at a time. Huge dog walking city and I guess it's a job where they take everybody's dogs out and some of the dogs I have to say are not that friendly. Uh, they'll they'll come at you and try to bite you. Just like people. <laughs> Just like people, I don't know about that. So we've um, we've enjoyed the trip. Uh, enjoyed I would say everything. Did one day trip. That was today, went on the Delta River cruise. No complaints about the food anywhere. The food has been phenomenal. Food's good. Food's good. Um, if you're looking to go to Uruguay from Buenos Aires, don't use Viacom or Via, have to, uh, Via Tour. Um, we showed up yesterday for the trip, you know, 20 minutes early. No one was there to meet us. Had no idea what to do, so we missed it. Very disappointed that can't add uh, Uruguay to uh, the country list. Just means I have to come back and go to Paraguay and hit Uruguay at the same time, I guess. Uh, very safe. Felt very safe here. Even walking when it's dark, you see um, a lot of police out on the street. And um, you do see a lot of, uh, I wouldn't say the most I've seen, but a lot of street baggers. But very, uh, architecture's incredible, the streets are wide, uh, pretty, pretty hectic trying to get a cab at certain parts of the day. Pricing overall isn't bad. Um, just overall, great time, great place, you need to see it. I wouldn't say it's your first city if you uh, haven't left the United States, basically because of the uh, language barrier, but... You know, after a few trips abroad, this would be a great place to come. And it's a 10-hour flight from Miami, so, you know, half of what Asia is. That's why it doesn't feel too bad for me. Anyways, uh, that's all I got for tonight. Great trip, and uh, we'll shout back at you later. What a shame that our Peru trip for spring break got canceled. I mean, not so much for me, but for the students that signed up. Wake Tech canceled the trip due to COVID and bad media reports that there were a lot of deaths. I really hope those uh, students that sign up Peru get another chance to travel because, um, you know, life is short. I think Peru would have been fine, but because it was canceled, I had a week off. And so I start looking at that map again. That big map that hangs on uh, the living room wall. I called my friend Tyler and said, where do you want to go over spring break? Well, Argentina popped out. Buenos Aires. Eight-hour flight from Miami. Ten-hour flight from Raleigh. Long way to go, but well worth it. And I got to say that American Airlines not only had a pretty good deal round trip, but they were on time, on, our, on all four legs. Um, beautiful plane, Boeing 777, smooth. Everything worked out. Comfortable seat, although I was in the middle on the way down. Actually fell asleep for a little while, something I don't usually do. Uh, 
uh, smooth flight. We didn't fly over South America. We actually flew about 100 miles off the coast of South America over the ocean. And then just before uh, coming into Santiago, Chile, just a little north, uh, the pilot made a big eastern turn over Chile, over the Andes, and into Buenos Aires. Weather was perfect, sunny, end of summer days down there, beautiful city. And so, uh, you know, we made our way to the hotel that I booked, which was called the Wilton. Stay away from the Wilton, W-I-L-T-O-N. If you look up the Wilton, beautiful pictures, obviously, on the kayak.com or Expedia. They show this beautiful, beautiful boulevard at the end and um, make it look like that's the Wilton. This beautiful building that sits at the very corner across from a really elaborate McDonald's. Well, the Wilton isn't that building. It's not even close to that building. It actually is about two buildings down. And somehow, I guess, it connects to that building, but they like to use that in their advertising. So false advertising, Wilton, shame on you. Um, the worst hotel? No. Uh, but there were a lot better hotels that you could find down in Buenos Aires than the Wilton for the same price. So a basic hotel, real skinny and thin, real narrow, real small elevator. Got a little nervous a couple times, but um, we actually changed hotels. I'll get to that a little bit later in, a, in two days. Um, walked around that first night around one part of Buenos Aires. Had no idea where we were situated compared to the downtown. Just wanted to get a look and feel for the area right around the hotel. And obviously the very first place of a visit is the McDonald's. And, um, you know, they have the quadruple Big Mac. I don't know how many calories. They have this breakfast um, round, real thin ham and cheese, which I had pretty much every morning with a small coffee. And so that first night we just kind of walked around, found a great restaurant two blocks away Great pizza, and, and boy, is pizza popular in Buenos Aires, especially this cheese pizza that has an olive on each slice, just a green olive, and an olive oil uh, olive oil all over it, a lot of it. Um, sat out, talked to a couple that had lived there that uh, was telling us where to go, talking a little politics here and there. At the time we went, Russia just invaded Ukraine. Everybody was interested in what we thought as Americans, what Biden was going to do, how crazy Putin is. And so we just kind of got a feel for Buenos Aires that first night, real calm, cool, and collected, and went back to the hotel and geared up for a big day on day two. One of the things that you're going to find in Buenos Aires are these benches all over the city. They look like they're soft, upholstered, or white leather, real cushiony benches that align the boulevards. And I was wondering, wouldn't the rain or the, the wouldn't they get moldy and rip? And I'm walking by these things all week wasn't until the last day that I actually sat down on one and they're just stone. 
They're literally cement stone carved in a way that it looks like a really soft padded cushion bench. I couldn't believe it. They're everywhere. So when you go to Buenos Aires, don't sit down real hard on it thinking that you're going to, you know, sit down on some soft pillowish bench. It'll hurt. Another thing in Buenos Aires that I don't know, probably not the place for the first time traveler, is that you don't find many people speaking English. Uh, we found that out was we needed to buy a subway card and went down to the first subway. They're clean. They're nice. They're wide. They're open. Um, I didn't see a lot of people, but we didn't get a chance to ride the subway because there was no one working in the booth. The, the cards machine that you can pay, I guess, to get a card to use for a day or a week wasn't working. And we saw on just about every little grocery store or Western Union, a little blue sticker that said Subi. Subi is the subway ticket. And every single place that I had walked in to ask about a Subi, they just kind of shrugged their hands and smiled and said, no, we don't have any, you know, in broken English or none at all. And so something was weird. I probably tried five or six times. Therefore, I didn't get to ride the subway at all. And I'm sure if more people spoke English, or better yet, if I spoke Spanish, I would have been able to ride the subway. And it's a big city. It's spread out. So hence, I had probably walked 25, maybe more, 25 miles around Barcelona, which is a lot. Uh, it was hot. So a lot of people, most don't speak English. Another thing you're going to see in Buenos Aires, which is kind of neat, is um, dog walkers, they don't just walk one or two. They walk 10 on each hand. There are dog walkers with 20 dogs, and there's lots of them. Um, I, I guess they either have more dogs uh, than here, or they love their dogs more than here, uh, or it's a big business where people, you know, operate these massive dog walking sessions. And they're everywhere. So I thought that was kind of neat. So on the second day, uh, Tyler and I, we walked um, down one of the main boulevards and I immediately recognized what I thought was the Washington Monument. It's a, well, I don't know if it's as high or not, but it's beautiful and we're far away and you can see that thing. And we made our way there and that's called Centro. And, you know, you got... Um, all the buildings there and the restaurants there and the traffic and wide boulevards and tourists everywhere. And it was, um, it was neat. Make our way past that, go down a couple streets. And uh, the first time we got to where the pink palace is, the presidential palace, they call it pink because of the rock that comes from Argentina is this kind of pink silverish rock. It's really neat. Um, but that's the presidential house called the Pink House, not the Pink Palace, but the Pink House. Downtown, there was a big cooking show, um, not a protest, but a big cooking show um, with a big crowd and them doing contests and yelling. I thought it was a protest, but as we got closer, it was actually a cooking bake-off show. And there were thousands of people gathered around, so we walked past that and walked past the pink house and 
Uh, in the back of the pink house, there's this helipad because actually the president doesn't live in the pink house. He works in the pink house. He commutes by helicopter about 20 miles away and lives off in north suburbs of Buenos Aires in this really gated community house that I guess all presidents, while they're in term, uh, stay in, and then they commute by helicopter to the pink house. Uh, Tyler and I walked over the uh, main bridge to this line of restaurants that went on right to left for miles. A restaurant, people packed, uh, sitting out, drinking beers, drinking wine, eating, reading from these newspapers, of which everybody reads down there. You see everybody holding a newspaper, sitting down, sitting in the park, even walking. You see them uh, with newspapers. But we just kind of walked around and got a feel for the action down there and uh, we're starting to get a little tired because it's late in the afternoon. It's getting hot. Um, that was the, probably the day we walked the most, but we were exploring, having fun, and uh, walked past these huge, what looked like pirate ships that were docked on the big river that is close to the main river that Buenos Aires is on. I guess it's the Intercoastal River because the main river which was um, towards the end of that row of restaurants is the, the end to where across that river, 165 miles across, is Montevideo, Uruguay. So Buenos Aires actually sits on the world's widest river, 165 miles. And uh, I got real excited because I was going to, you know, go the, in two more days over to Uruguay and uh, get to add another country to uh, my list. And so I started thinking about that. And then we turned around, started walking back to the hotel and thought about getting a cab. But it's nice even when you're tired in a new city on day two to just get a feel for where you are by walking. And so that's what we did. A lot of walking on day two. Had a steak dinner down in Buenos Aires, Argentina, known for beef. There are steakhouses everywhere. And if anybody's familiar with the Angus Barn here in Raleigh, what would cost $120 for a glass of wine, steak, and fried vegetables was about $22. And it was some of the best steak I've ever had. Do not use a company called Viator, at least in Buenos Aires. Now, I've used this company for day trips in Bulgaria and the Republic of Georgia and in Guatemala for that volcano tour, and they were great. But the local company that connects with Viator for the colonial day trip from Buenos Aires to Montevideo, or not Montevideo, but a small town across that 165-mile river into Uruguay, uh, they just take your money and run. Uh, we had booked two days in advance a day trip from Buenos Aires to Uruguay. Showed up at the port. Even the day before, we were by the port, so we knew where to go. Got to the port where all the ferries were that morning early, because departure said, be there at 8 o'clock. It's leaving at 8.15. And nobody knew what we were talking about. Now, some of it was because nobody spoke English, but one lady was able to pull up some information in her computer and said, we weren't registered. What a disappointment. 
because of that company, that local company that works with Viator, I did not get the ad Uruguay to my list of countries. Tyler did, and I'll get to that in a little while. So uh, what a disappointment. And trying to get them on the phone is impossible. They have a chat box where uh, someone is there and they say, can you rebook it? And they're looking into it. Um, just a big hassle and a big disappointment that I didn't get to go to Uruguay. And I will never use them again because I don't know if they'll show up. Uh, so anyway, gave me a bad taste using the Viator for the day trip to, or colonial day trip to Uruguay. You'll see it if you go look for day trips. I found it originally on kayak.com, but um, not good, not good at all. So that morning after a no-show, we waited probably 45 minutes to an hour, very frustrated, disappointed, but actually, I'll be honest with you, I handled it better than I thought I would. I we walked and ended up in some beautiful little area of Buenos Aires that Tyler researched where there's a lot of mineral gem shops and cafes and real safe to walk around. And there's a park where we were sitting down ordering some sodas and some uh, coffee. And all of a sudden I heard a bunch of music playing and it was some tango dancing going on. So I got some really good video uh, and pictures of this tango dance that was happening. And, you know, we walked back to the hotel and I'll be honest with you, I, it wasn't that big a deal, even though it was a big deal. And I thought it was going to ruin the rest of the time in Buenos Aires, but it didn't, thankfully. I failed to mention earlier that we did find an alternative to that Whit Wiltmer, Wiltmer Hotel, Wilton, I'm sorry, the Wilton Hotel. What a sham in terms of pictures to get you to book. But anyway, about a 10, 15 minute walk, there's a real trendy area over by the huge cemetery um, that we toured the first day. And it's a beautiful cemetery, something like you would see in New Orleans, but a lot bigger. And uh, it's free. You walk in, just families are buried there. It's all upright. I, put, I took some great video. And right around the cemetery, there's this high-end mall with restaurants, outdoor restaurants, some indoor. And we found what I thought was a hotel. Turns out to be kind of an Airbnb hotel, uh, apartment complex. And for the same price of that hotel that we left, the Wilton, we had this huge studio apartment with a very clean second floor um, spacious, uh, CNN International, I, and right in this trendy area. And it was about 50 bucks a night per person, uh, but it really worked out. And so that was kind of the base camp for the remaining more than two-thirds of the trip we spent at this place. And the, the help, and I wish I could remember the name, but the, the ladies downstairs actually did speak English and very good English, had security. They were phenomenal with helping us and pointing us to different directions. Uh, they were very instrumental in helping us with the COVID testing, which uh, turned out to be a fiasco, um, but it always makes for a good story. So uh, I wish I knew the trend or the this area, the trending area, um, uh, high class, 
Um, actually, one night, Tyler was and I were out at dinner, real just around the corner from this apartment. And uh, five guys in black suits and a woman in a black suit start walking towards us. And the wait staff was moving all these tables around and making a scene and telling us to move over a little bit. And they kind of cleared out the area. And the gentleman and his uh, girlfriend um, were surrounded by Secret Service. I thought it was the president. And uh, in the broken English, the waiter had told us when we asked him, he was the minister of finance. And all these Secret Service guys and the one woman, they had a pretty large gun under their suit coat. And they had the little earpiece, right, you know, sitting there. And it was, you know, I was kind of like looking around going, well, if they need that much protection for this guy, there's a high demand to take him out. And I'm sitting, what, 20 feet away? I was getting a little nervous. So we kind of wrapped up the dinner that night and uh, uh, left the scene. But it was pretty neat. I thought he was the president. Uh, one of the days we did, at the same time I booked that disastrous trip to Uruguay, we booked a half-day tour on the Delta River. And it's a you know, half-hour drive. The company who works with Viacom, not the same one as Uruguay, but a, a local provider, picked us up a little bit late, but that's okay, uh, and drove us to a, um, the river, the edge of the river, to look over. You can't see Uruguay. It's too far. A lot of fishermen out. You see this nice view of Buenos Aires down the river. Beautiful day. Got some great pictures. And then another 15 minutes, we were at the um, dock for this river cruise that takes you through a very popular neighborhood. It's massive in Buenos Aires. It's just a channel of canals off of the river where no one has cars. They have to buy their groceries and take a boat and a water taxi everywhere. And so we took a boat through uh, this neighborhood on the Delta River, and it was absolutely beautiful. It was hot. Uh, but we really had a great, great time, and uh, I recommend that. Very cheap for the day. I mean, the half day was like 35 40 bucks, included the pickup, the d drop off, the ticket on the boat. Um, we did stop at a church in a, in a kind of like a, a mansion museum, which, you know, that does nothing for me at this point. I've been to too many, but it does include quite a bit for 35 bucks. Something here. In Raleigh or Chicago, it'd probably be 150, especially for that river cruise. And it, it was long enough. It was got a lot of sun and great way to see these island homes. And everybody has access to the river. No one has a car. They all have the boats and grocery store boats pull up, library boats, bookstore boats. All this stuff is how they survive and live in Buenos Aires. I had no idea, but it was really neat. So I have to talk about COVID testing while traveling, and this is probably the toughest piece right now, only because um, the Biden administration made it so that instead of having three days to come back to the United States to prove that you're negative, you have to have it within 24 hours. So you got to find a local place, a, a medical center, a pharmacy, something that can give you an antigen test, which takes two hours, versus a PCR, which takes 24 hours. So, and there's a big difference in cost. Unlike here, where everything's free, 
uh, becoming a very socialist society where we do testing for free and and um, uh, COVID uh, um, hospital stays for free. That ain't the case when you travel. So it costs you anywhere between fifty and a hundred dollars for that last test. Um, so we had found out the second day where to go. Um, they sent us a link to register, but it was all in Spanish. So I, we had to walk all the way down there that first day and make a reservation for a test at 10 a.m. the day of our flight. And you had two choices, antigen or PCR. Now, PCR is a lot more accurate, but antigen they accept now and it's within the 24 hours. So we went down the last morning and uh, there was a long line and so we had to kind of maneuver our way until we had an appointment at 10. And some people were kind of looking at us like, who are these Americans that are jumping ahead? And anyway, we made it in, got our antigen tests, um, went out to get something to eat. And then um, about uh, two hours later, went back to get the results. And um, I remember, you know, not thinking anything about it, uh, even though, COVID is a level four back at spring break in March down in Buenos Aires. It is a level four. There's a big spread. Everybody was wearing masks indoors, but not outdoors. So we're waiting by the door. And um, I, the guest guy remembered me. So I said Myers. And he grabbed uh, the, the two for me and Tyler. And I opened mine and it said negativo. And I'm like, okay. Because uh, we got to leave to the airport in a couple hours. And I looked as Tyler opened his envelope. And sure enough, it said Positivo. And I yelled, Positivo. And he looked at me and just this look of confusion like, huh? This can't be. And I jumped back from Tyler like he had the plague. And I'm thinking, my God, how could he have gotten COVID? And his mask on, blah, blah, blah. And... He had took a home test the first day we got there. He took a test before we got there, a PCR test, but he had COVID. So he walks back into the uh, pharmacy and I see him just standing there looking at somebody and they come up and confirm he has COVID. And I'm, you know, I'm making sure I'm at least 50 feet ahead of him. And he comes down and goes, yep, I'm positive, they said. So, you know, I... I got to go. I got classes. I got to teach. So I told him as I walked way ahead of him, as I yelled back to him, I, I got to get my stuff and I don't know, you know, I got to go. You're going to have to stay. And he was kind of quiet walking back and I kept looking back to make sure he was okay. But I'm like, holy cow, if he got it, I probably am going to get it soon. So I'm in kind of a panic or thinking, you know, uh, I'm going to start feeling symptoms on the plane. And um, we got back to that apartment. She let us in. We had our suitcases there. And I looked at him and I said, I'm out of here, dude. And he uh, said, yeah, I'll see you. So I flew back uh, solo and made it back to Raleigh. And he stayed another week. And Tyler got a, uh, a real nice room at the Sheridan, apparently, and got another week in Buenos Aires and Went um, went on that day trip to Montevideo, Montev oh, not Mont to the colonial tour, and made his way to Uruguay. So he got to add two countries while I was just at the one. Now he did rebook, but they didn't show again. 
and somehow with his fast talking was able to get um, on that ferry and make his way for that day trip uh, somehow without officially being registered for the day trip. So again, the company name in Buenos Aires is Viator. You see on kayak.com uh, things to do, day trips, half day trips, and Viacom or Viator comes up. Do not book with them. Do not. In the end, um, he did get a refund and for both of the bookings that we did. So they came through with a refund, but just not a good company to use, at least in Buenos Aires. So just to recap real quick, this city, this country, is probably not the first country for an inexperienced traveler. Yeah, you'll be safe. But with everybody not speaking English, it can be a little bit intimidating. So if you're looking to travel your first time out of the country, Canada, Mexico, maybe Costa Rica, maybe even Europe, London, but not Buenos Aires. You might have a difficult time. Thank you.